welcome to the Melanin Marvels podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Adrian. I'm Anika. And I'm Divi. And today we're joined by Inara and Shani, father and daughter goals at its finest. And today they're going to be joining us to talk about the power of representation in literature, cosplay, and some of their favorites in books and TV. So let's get started. Nara is a junior librarian, stage actor, and cosplayer. Uh, she was featured at the 2020 Fold Festival, a participant in the Scholastic Share Black Stories campaign, a guest at many university lectures, and interviewed by CBC National News. She is so inspiring, and we are excited to have her here today. And we're also joined by Nara's dad, Shani, who is a cosplayer, father of three, an avid pop culture fan. So welcome to you both to the Melanin Marvel podcast. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, good. I've never, I'm usually the one saying the intro. It's not, <laughs> nobody's usually saying the intros for me, so that was really cool. <laughs> no problem, no problem. We have to make sure we came in clutch because we know that you're a, a vet at this point when it comes to your interviewing skills. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to get us started, we're gonna be asking you a few questions to get to know you both, uh, what your stories are, and just to tell the crowd like who you are. So, Debbie will get us started. Okay, so I guess just to start us off a little bit, um, when would you say you joined um, nerddom or became uh, blurred? And for those of us that don't know what that means, uh, it's then for black nerd. Um, so basically, like, what's your story? How did you get into it? The world? First? Um, well, I don't really know when, but just like when I was younger, I actually got it from him mostly. Him letting it's a disease. <laughs> him letting me read his comics and there's like shows like Winks and Totally Spies and those type of shows. That um the Marvel show. With the characters with the big heads. Superhero Squad. Yes, yeah, Superhero yeah. Squad. Yeah. Just those shows. And then, yeah, like when I was old enough, he like gave me his comics to read and just all like the little cartoon shows with like Marvel characters and stuff. I think that's how I started. The Teeny Titans, the Tiny Titans. I had like those comic books and stuff. So, yeah, I think that's how I sort of started. Yeah, yeah. She, um, every, everything turns into a lesson, right? Because Marvel, Marvel's media is all over the place that you can find like there's cartoons that people haven't heard about. There's like, you know, the commercials and stuff and they always throw in like obscure characters. So whenever a character comes up in her show, it turns into like a, a, a sermon. I'm like, come, let me get the dictionary for you. Let me show you the Marvel encyclopedia. Look at this guy here. You know, he was actually married to Black Widow, you know, like, like, so she, 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 she just, she just grew up in it. Right. So um, how I got started is basically um the, some of the classic tv shows like batman the animated series and all that stuff x-men like, you can't you can't watch that without i'm leaning towards dc here a little bit but like like x-men was the x-men the x-men theme song is still like top 10 theme song of all time so like like you can't grow i i, I don't see myself ever growing up i think i don't know if it's just your brain but there's people that are exposed to that that never were into it, but once I was exposed to that, I I I I can't let it go. So, well, thank you both for our next question. 
uh, what have your been, your experiences been like being a black nerd? Like when it comes to would it be like representation, seeing other uh, folks that look like you who share the same passions as well. And also, would you say what would you say your experiences have been when it comes to gatekeeping or people saying that you know you're not supposed to be like interested in these things because of like the color of your skin or what they would expect? I guess I guess it's tied into it's tied into um, I guess like like the whole being being a, a, a macho man at some point. Like I grew up in Barbados, right? So like like at one point I was hiding my comics in like other magazines, right? So I mean it's just it at some point like I'm not talking about external other races. I'm talking about like my race, my culture and stuff. People like this thing is like childish even when you're a child, right? Like you should be reading something else, but like if she as she proves like she she started out reading gra graphic novels and now she's she's reading like YA books that that I approve once they pass to read and check on common sense media, right? Like, but but like any type of reading is like getting your reading juices. You're seeing like the the the, the building of words, how words relate to each other. Like we we're talking about what we we're talking about yesterday at the, at the shoot, Tara. Oh yeah, the Teen Titan, right? She asked me what's what was the word rugged terrain, and then we said Terra's Tara, Terra means Earth, Earths are Terrans, and then rugged terrain, right? Like you read books, you you, you get all these words, you get all these word relations, and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, like in Canada, going to conventions and stuff, like like it goes without saying, like any anything to do with interacting with other races especially caucasians and stuff like that is gatekeeping just just it's just intrinsic to interacting in 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 a multiracial environment right like you work play you don't get away from it right the, the people say oh you're you're bringing racism to, into everything no that's like a a main ingredient you know that's like you know that's like modified cornstarch you know it's in everything right so we got a lot of people like she dressed up as Han Solo once people said she was she was um, black hand solo or, or Lando's, Lando's, Lando's daughter stole hands. A lot of, you know, a lot of frankly ignorant stuff because like people cosplay these anime characters and they're, they're Asian. So like this, you know, just relax. But mostly because I think because I came from Barbados and I came from like that, I, I don't really take it on. And I, I try to ignore it as much as possible. My main job is like shielding her from the negativity because when people make comments and say things like that and whatever, but not not really with the gatekeeping because I I think I, I think I think I'm an OG in a certain way. So like, if you want to gatekeep me, right? Even though it's not that like you don't have to be expert on everything to 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 to, to like it. But I feel I'm in a position that if you're gonna gatekeep me, I will just challenge you to like trivia and then you can shut up right like the internet is full of them so so what about you my love well for me i think yeah sometimes there's like comments and stuff like that that are like like weird i guess and kind of unnecessary but i think other than that it's been really fun meeting other you know like black cosplayers has been really cool doing like photo shoots i remember when i cosplayed miles morales there was like a whole spider-man photo shoot like with a different Spider-Man from the Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. So it was really, it was just, it's been really fun, I think. Seeing like kids too, that are also like at Comic-Con is taking pictures with them and doing cool stuff. 
I think it's just been really fun and I've been learning a lot, you know, from my dad and from other people too at like different comic cons and just like online and stuff. So I guess over time I'm feeling more and more engaged with the community, but I think overall it's been awesome and very fun. I mean, that sounds amazing. I also feel like I learned so much from both of your answers, by the way. Like, even when you were talking about the words, I was like, oh, wow, like that's so insightful. I feel like I learned about language from that too. But yeah. I was like, it all makes sense. And you know, it's cool like that where you can make references from like comic books or TV shows or anime and stuff. You know, me and my dad were on a team for code names where it's like a word and you have to like say a word to math. Yeah, code names. And you know, I just said like a character and he got it right just because like, you know, everything, it just matches up. So it can be, it's really cool. Like, yeah. The knowledge that you gain, <laughs> references. All right. So let's talk about Ainara's bookshelf. You created such a unique space for you, for people who are young and old like us. <laughs> um, like, what do you think? What do you think inspired you to do that to, to create Ainara's bookshelf? Well, I think well for the reading part. There's two main parts of Ainara's bookshelf. There's the representation and trying to share diversity, and then trying to share literacy and reading. And I think for the reading part, I know that I wasn't always sort of into reading. Reading was just almost like a chore to do. And I know like a lot of kids are also in that mindset that reading is just something that you do for school. So I think that I wanted to share books specifically because I know that they can be really fun and that if kids just like open their minds to reading them just not as a chore but just as a fun activity to do i think that they'll like them if they find that right book that they'll enjoy that they'll get into reading and then they will also have that skill for school right and i share a lot of books like middle grade books that are usually from the main characters who's like a kid's perspective and i think that helps adults to see it from a kid's perspective and know that we can that you don't give us credit for, you know, knowing things and understanding things and being through hard things as well. So I think, yeah, there's lots of books, you know, like by Jason Reynolds and other amazing authors that share that, that share that kids can handle more than you, you, you know, give them credit for and that we've been through hard things too. So I think, yeah, I think it just helps everybody reading in general and books. Well, I mean, I can say that you definitely influence people because I told Divi and all my other friends about you and they are obsessed now. <laughs> and I bought quite a few books that you've reviewed. Plus, I know I have a few friends who are in the like the teaching stream and they love to see your stuff so that they'll buy that to put in their classrooms in the future. Yeah. So, yeah. so that they have that option for their students. Because as you said, a lot of students don't like to read, but it's just because they haven't been ex they haven't been exposed to the right book for them exactly yeah like i there was always books that i didn't like in my library that i you know there's the books in the library but you and especially when you're not seeing yourself it's also hard to really like and connect with the book so but then once you find that book you know it with your interests and the things that you like that you enjoy listening or reading about then you'll just you'll like it and then 
you know, encourage you to go on and, you know, maybe try a book with a topic that you're not so knowledgeable about. So yeah, I think that as long as you find the, find that right book for you, it'll help you, you know, get into the rhythm of reading. <laughs> No, I also want to say, because um, Anika mentioned, like, she knows a few people on the teaching stream. I am one of these people. You're one of them, yes. <laughs> um, and, and I think in older models of teaching that I think a lot of teachers still use now, they don't think students have, like, any insight or has been through anything. And I like that you mentioned that, like, that one that you pick characters that you know will resonate with with like your you know your audience and and I, I think that's important I feel like you're giving them a space to like have agency and to and to like have a voice and relate to those characters I I, I that, that was beautiful for to hear to be honest <laughs> so with that when it comes to I know I spoke up in the, the space that you created I'm sure there are a lot of like exciting things that came out of that so what would you say is like the most exciting opportunity or experience that came out of your creation of an Bookshelf? bookshelf? Oh, well, there's definitely been a few, you know, besides from the interviews that I get to do with like all these authors of some of my like new favorite books, you know, I've gotten to interact and meet people like Gina Gustine, who's like, who created the Black History, like C Canadian Black History Month. You know, I got to be on that Black History Month panel, which was amazing. And you know, I'm being Hamilton Public Library's first, Junior Librarian in Residence has been such a cool experience. And there is something else that is very exciting, but so exciting that I can't share it yet. Yeah, okay. So. That's, that's, that's when you know it's really exciting when you like, it could be legal consequences. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, I mean, yeah, it's exciting. I'm excited. Like, and I just, just, just like budget wise, it's exciting for me to not have to buy these books myself anymore because people sell the books to send the books to her. So I'm like, yeah, just read it up. And she gets books early, so that's good as well. Like, like, like this book here, where is, where is it? She got one on Friday. That she got Miss Marvel's Stretch Thin. It's a gra graphic novel that's coming out mm -hmm. um, in September, and like, like. These pages aren't even finished drawn yet, right? So the front is like, like color finished, but the back is like. As you get further and the further, further you get, like this is black and white but finished. When this is like stick figures, this is my art level coming up down here, right? So, I mean that that's that's cool in itself. So I think she's having fun. She did, it just turned a year old this week again. This week, the yeah, eight, like the eighth, whenever yeah. June eighth was, and you know, like yay, so. I like, to, I like to see her sticking with something consistently, right? She's a very gifted child, so she has she has um trouble staying the course, you know. Like she can, you know, like say she wants like use a yo-yo, and she just say I can't know how to use this yo-yo, and then the next day she gets that one trick, oh, walking the dog. She's done with that. Master yo-yo, I master yo-yo, so I'm done with that, right? So. <laughs> um, I, I told her it's, it's good. It's good. It's good practice for the world. World. She has deadlines to, to keep. She has deadlines to keep. She has commitments to people. She has. To, she gets to speak and she gets to read the books. Like it's. It's all. It's all. I don't see any downsides except some mm. trolls. But I do. I delete them. So it's, it's work, it's me, but it's, it's fun. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, what you have there right now, just both seeing like in our in our reactions to your dad said, it reminds me of time when I was in like parent teacher interviews, and I was like, oh, wait, it's good that my kid's doing good, but he could do this, he could do that, and he does that. <laughs> like, parent teacher interviews can sometimes be like, usually there's times where like I don't go, and it's only like the parent and the teacher but when i'm there it's like like the, the teacher will be saying good things about me but then my dad will be like well that's, that's she could not be true are you sure <laughs> do you want to double check that i'm just i'm that's just a small thing there he keeps her desk clean i'm like what yeah i honestly don't I, think that I they won't, marked that i won't i won't rotate this camera for you to see the rest of the room but trust, trust me. it was i don't know what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're busy. I mean, you know. So yeah, less time for organization. Um. So our next question, um, it's it's more directed to you, Shani. Um, can you describe the impact um, that sharing narratives and imagery that is representative has had on your children? Um, I think that, like, as I said, like, I want to keep repeating this, but like in Barbados, I was watching Transformers, man, you know, G.I. Joe, um, Centurions, Thundercats, right? Like half of those things aren't even humans, right? But you gravitate towards the characters that seem black, you know, jazz, Panthro, these people, like, I wasn't too worried about representation because Barbados is like 90% black people. But still, while I was consuming that media, I was gravitated towards the people that I felt was black. Like Panther was a mechanic with a deep voice, right? So I was like, yo, and he has very black mannerisms. And, and I, I think it's just reflective of the voice character, the voice actor and see how voice actors like vibe comes across in, in the characters themselves. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys were as mean as you are ugly, then maybe you'd be trouble. But you 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 gravitate to these people, right? Like, but like, no, she 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 she. I tell her that she's living in a golden age. She has like a cinematic Marvel universe, right? That is on TV, and you could go watch a movie about it. And there's comics that could tie into it, and like like is insane right like the book she reads has people that look like her on the cover and when i say look like her i just don't mean like oh it's a black person i mean like it's a 12 year old black girl with like curly hair like super specific right so like like the the impact i see like it, it builds confidence like what's that book called okay. she's in a, like a jumper something to say is about a 12 year old girl who does public speaking right mm -hmm. she won a public speaking gold medal in 2019 at her her school right so it's a is a is a is a it's a 12 year old black girl who won public who wants to do public speaking but also is helping like is is, is about talking about changing the name of her school because her school was named for who was it somebody uh-huh like was, a old mm -hmm. it a confederate general it was a slave owner. or a slave owner or something like that she wants to change it to 
to like Sylvia Mendez, right? Uh, like a Latina activist or whatever, right? So like she, the social, social action, public speaking, 12 year old, like that's hyper specific. Like that's like deep dive, like, you know, that's like sort of our line for, for, for her. Like we had to like, I was reading Shane. I was reading like the, the, the Jumbie, like they give Tom Sawyer. Where they actually use oh the N word in Tom Sawyer, right? Right? Like I was reading To Kill a Mockingbird in school, where they had like a, a actual mansion up in the basement. I like, think that's still part of the so, curriculum. Is because I read it in grade ten. Like, <laughs> no, she's reading to her little brother, right? Like she's taking that that weight away from me. Like I have pictures of her reading to her little brother like on the very first day that he was on this planet she was reading a, she was reading him a, a propaganda book called big sisters are the best right so 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 like she reads him the um and we have a marvel um a marvel abc book black panther is in a tree right she's reading him these things like so he's gonna he's gonna be like like the next generation mall of her now, right? He has less exertion to do. Like she, she got Miles Morales when she was what ten. He had Miles Morales from the time he was born. So like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an incremental build up of like, like energies that they will have to devote to other things and and that different experience that like I can't even describe to you because I don't know what it is, right? I don't know what it is. Like I don't know when kids are fully immersed and fully accepted, don't gotta deal with stupid comments about their skin and their hair. And I don't know what to be capable of. Like, One thing I'm curious about, one thing that you brought up, Shani, that I'm really interested to know uh, for you, Arnara, is what does it feel like being able to like be such a trailblazer and have like your little brother coming in and being able to like act as like a mentor there? What is that like? What does that feel like? Um. Well, I think that the time that I found my brother reading is really fun, especially we fight a lot because he's a little boy. Um, yeah. I get it. Don't worry, I got it. But I think mortal enemies. Um, for 80% of the day. But I think, you know, once it's like bedtime and we're reading, it's really fun and it's I just love it when he's like asking me questions about the book and he's engaged in the story and he's like, oh, what does he want to do next? Why is he going to do that? Like we recently read a graphic novel that I got and it was about a cat who was a super spy. Um, and he was really interested in it. Of course, he loved the bad guy. He, he's so weird. He he was rooting for Thanos mm. in Endgame. He was like, yeah, get him! With Thanos, so, he, he's, he was, he's, watching, he's great. <laughs> his birthday cake with a Thanos uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Huh? Like, that's, he how, full, that's how much he loves Thanos. <laughs> he full uses his Infinity Gauntlet to punch his, to punch his um, Iron Man and Spider-Man figures. He's, oh he's goodness. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just, I love that I can share my books with him, especially because I'm getting like all these new ones with all these characters and, you know, it's just cool because I'm trying to help him see himself too. So it's just, it's been really fun. It's been a really fun journey, but not so much pressure, you know, because he's still just like a little boy and he's going to grow up and he'll be reading different can't, levels of can't books. Even read. Yeah, he can't even read. He so. memorizes children's books from people reading them to him. Mm -hmm. So... It's just good. And I'm glad that I'm able to expose him to 
all these different types of people in these books. He's not just used to, you know, like a Caucasian person in a book. He's not used to seeing that. He's used to seeing, you know, different Asian characters, different types of Black people. You know, he's used to seeing all types of races, which I'm really glad that I can expose him to when he's, you know, this age. Yeah. Yeah, we got a, we got a video of him when he was like, what, one, two? And he has his Spider-Man, he has a Spider-Man toy in his yeah. hand. And his mom is asking him who he has. He says, he says, this is um, Miles, mm -hmm. right? I think it was, yes. it wasn't even Miles though. It was, I think it was, it was a, it's a Peter Parker toy that he has in his hand, right? I think so. And then she asked him like, who's, who's the other Spider-Man? He said, Peter Parker. So he knows who Peter Parker is, but he knows who Miles is too. Miles is like, Miles mm -hmm. has always been Spider-Man. Right? Yeah. He's, he's watched, he's watched into the Spider-Verse. He's probably the only person who's watched it more than me on, on, on planet Earth. So like, yeah. like it's, it's great. It's great. It, it, like his, I know you didn't like. I, I think I think Adrian. I think you were a little skeptical that he's a super Thanos fan, but for his birthday party, we had a Spider-Man pinata, and he beat it open with an Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> this kid, this kid is just I don't know. He's a different. He's gonna be a different. Like if, <laughs> if he's a water bender, he's a fire bender for sure. He's gonna be a different breed. Yeah. Sure. Raising a full-on super villain is what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> He's a Zuko. I gotta try and like, you know, I roll him down the right path for sure. <laughs> uh, I guess in relation to that, the other question I have for you, Anara, is um, how has representation or even like the lack thereof for representation, depending on what your feelings are, uh, how has that affected your own journey when it comes to having the impact that you have on Instagram? As I think the kids call it a bookstagrammer. Is that is that is that relevant? Is yes. That, okay. Graham, yeah. Um. Well, at first, I only sort of saw like the lack of representation, you know, at places like my school library. And then, you know, while I was starting Inara's bookshelf, sorry, um, while I was starting Inara's bookshelf. I got to see these books with more like diversity that I hadn't seen before, you know. I had my, I already had some of those books, but I just didn't see them as much like in my school library. And I hadn't really read any of them to be honest, because I wasn't into reading novels at that point. But you know, seeing all these books, these awesome books like Amari and the Night Brothers and these like own voices books, it really, I think gave me an appreciation for them. Give, like I appreciate all these authors that are making these books and sharing their stories because you know if it wasn't for them I'd have nothing to share and I wouldn't be able to see that representation right so I'm just glad that you know they're sharing their stories they're giving us these books that we can that I can like spread as much as I can that I can give other kids like me or other just other kids of color who don't get to see themselves the way that I didn't get to see myself so I think if I didn't see the lack of representation at first, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, really look for it more and see it and, you know, try to go that extra mile to spread it even farther for those kids who might have never seen themselves represented in books. Hmm. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. like, like, they're like Muslim or Sikh or even Mesopotamian or um, some Asian culture, like you not know, like Korean, whatever. They have glossaries in them with like all these words, like 
I love glossaries. <laughs> so yeah. I don't, that's also the nerdiest thing to say in the set out loud, but like I, Lord of the Rings had like a, probably like a four or four or five page glossary of just like all all the words meant all the cultures all the like mythology and all that kind of stuff so it's like even even the glossary in itself if you even if you don't enjoy the book i don't know yeah you did finish candle and flame candle and flame has a glossary in it even if you didn't enjoy your book right you can read that glossary in the back there now you now you, now you know now you know something new right so it's just it's just it's just traveling to other places and learning different things about different people and like it does a lot of heavy lifting for me like if she comes in and says you know daddy tell me about xyz but she already has a a foundation of reading a story that occurred in that area and i say oh you know they have used to have houses that look like and she's like oh yeah yeah they, those are gugutsis or whatever they're called you know so it's 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 it's, it's good it's good okay so this question could be for both of you do you remember your first instance of seeing diversity in either a book or on screen that you identified with? Well, I think for me, it would probably be Doc McStuffins. Oh, yeah. Oh, I my gosh. Um, that's all you. <laughs> um, yeah, just, you know, a young black, like a young black girl like myself who you know is a doctor and hangs out with her stuffed animals you know their stuffed mm -hmm. animals come to life i will always have like tons of stuffed animals i still have a bunch on my bed right now yeah but so i think it was just really cool you know i she was one of my halloween oh she was one of my halloween costumes chopper yes but yeah so she was one of my halloween costumes you know and just i don't know she was a doctor she was a young black girl you know she Cute. yeah she's adorable she's got little braids her stuffed animals come to life like that's the dream right <laughs> so i think a, 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 a pretty pretty catchy theme song pretty right yeah. yeah they do they definitely do <laughs> so yeah i think doc McSuffins. she she's same age looked the same and you know we had some more interests and she was just the coolest i had a whole doc mcstuffins like kits with all like the little doctor tools and stuff so oh my god yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you said doc mcstuffins because i was gonna say like obviously like all these shows had that the, the shows that were human had like the token mm. latin all like like roadblock <laughs> like that type of stuff right but I think the first character that I was like, yo, is probably Doc from 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 Galaxy Rangers. Like like he like I'm still I, I started IT doing IT and building white white case computers. Like I was into computers. I still I work at at Mac doing IT right now. Like I, I never stopped. And he was he was the dude. He was the IT support team for the galaxy rangers oh he he's not he he his his badge he's already good at it but his badge gives him the the, the power to send out a, a little thing that communicates with all technology and stuff right he was like the it dude so that's if probably the first time like i saw somebody with like more than just like all the other characters with like brute strength you know there's roadblock um in defenders of the earth there was lothar i'm gonna punch things down and 
lift things up. Like all the black characters were all brawn. And even Panthro, what considered to be a black character, was like the mechanic and stuff. This guy was IT. This guy was not about the fighting at all. He was not about going into the fight, whatever, whatever, whatever. And like, it was just a different type of character to see. And I think that like, as the first dude I was like, yo, like I've been trying to put together a Galaxy Rangers um, cosplay for like, in my head. And and when I when I research it and stuff, like th- those, those cowboy costumes are such intricate pieces oh. of like fabric. Like they're so like, I'm like, nah, but Doc, Doc is my dude. Doc is my dude for sure. You can't so relate with the brawn daddy. Dog, can't with the I just think it's one dimensional. It's one dimensional. There's like, there's like Luke Cage that has like mm-hmm. a story, and there's the, the whole uh, criminal justice element. There's the whole Harlem and gentrification element. That that's a character that's strong with death. But these guys back in the '90s were just like the main character, the white main character, be like, "Help me lift this," and he be like, Aah! "Right, that's it. That's it. Done." done right so like even he man i tried to mentally like make him black because like after the the power of grayskull is definitely melanin for sure because like he was white he was white to the power of grayskull hit him then he come up tad and strong right same physique same physical physique adam is just as buff as he man just as buff under that little white tights you see all that because uh, they're using the same animation cells. Filmation was super cheap, right? Same animation, this buff blonde dude. But then the power of melons come down and he was like, catching comets by the tail, right? <laughs> so Doc just like spoke to me as like a different character, you know? He's just like brains and that's they had a, a they had a blonde dude being the like goose. Goose is my dude too, actually. But Goose is like the guy who like did all the violence, right? So it was just a a, a, a inversion that caught my little brain by surprise, right? That was amazing. Your your like walkthrough of those characters too. That was amazing. <laughs> okay, moving on to our next question. Um, how or why e- either of you? This is for both of you. How or why did you start cosplaying? And then what was your favorite cosplay um, to date, or uh, as well as the most popular? I sort of got into cosplaying. So first it started out as just like Halloween costumes, you know, getting to pose for the pictures, doing all that fun stuff. And then, you know, when I was old enough, my dad, you know, took me to Comic-Con and I, my first cosplay was uh, Soka. So, you know, that was really cool. And it's just cool, you know, getting into character. I. It wasn't the best because in all the pictures I have, I have a lightsaber and in all the pictures I'm burning my hand off because <laughs> I am holding it by, I'm holding it by the green. Like a, like a bow staff. Like this, like burning my hand off. Um, but you know, it was just cool posing for pictures, getting to go to these like cool different stores with like pins and, you know, hair bows by different characters and getting like going to panels and stuff. So then, you know, and it wasn't just like you could only dress up for Halloween. It wasn't a yearly thing now. You could do it more. Obviously, it's not an everyday thing, but it was more you could do it more. And I just, it was so fun, especially, you know, being there and spending time with my dad. It was just really cool. It was a great bonding time. <laughs> so after that, I was just, yeah, we went to all these Comic Cons, Fan Expo, all that jazz. Uh, my favorite cosplay? That's 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like all of them have their own have their own things that make them super fun. You know, like I was Violet and it was cool because even though it was like a party city costume, mm -hmm. it was really cool because you know, in all the pictures that we took, there was like special effects where I was like almost invisible. And you know, there was Honey Lemon where I got like the bag and everything that like glue up and the props and the armor, which was super cool to wear. And you won a Hamilton Comic Con's kid mm -hmm. competition on that, in that costume. Oh my God, that's amazing. We were on the front of the, that um, cosplay magazine. Yeah, Cosplayers Canada. Yeah. It's on your shelf somewhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there was Michonne where I got like the sword and the bloody pants yeah, we, and we, all that. Like the best part of that cosplay was bloodying up in the garage. Yeah, like, getting hampered. Put a hamper on it like if they were trying to drag you. Yeah. You. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. That wig kept falling off. So it looks, my forehead looks huge in some of those pictures. But other than that, it was like yeah. so cool when yeah. yeah when i nara did the michonne that's actually when she came up to me when i was doing the um like formation america chavez mm -hmm. oh yeah america issue number two <laughs> yes I, Mer america chavez was another cool costume i actually when i cosplayed america chavez i didn't really know who she was mm -hmm. and i was just going me too <laughs> <laughs> I was just going off of what my dad said. So in all I thought she was just like this super like moody person. So I was just like in all the pictures, I was so angry because I didn't know who she was. So I was just like, yeah. I so, did it. I did it because I looked like I felt like I she represented what I looked like at the time. Yeah. Mm. So it's just like representation. It matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who she was. And then I read I read the like America Chavos comics recently. I was like, I was like so like upset when I was like <laughs> yeah and then there's like Hillary which I think the our Fresh Prince cosplay was probably the most popular one um but I Hillary was super cool because we cosplayed Hillary I cosplayed Hillary like a bunch of different times and I got to different like costumes and in all the pictures she I'm just like goes every get a new dress get jewelry I get like the handbags and stuff and in all the pictures especially like the first ones where I'm like super young I'm just like so sassy <laughs> in all the pictures like we were at one of those green screens like that were like a part of the convention and there's a video that I saw and mm -hmm. I'm like twirling my hair getting ready to close my dad was like relax like was yeah. not in the picture yet yeah, this, is not, this is not an audition <laughs> I was like I was like reboot I was like twirling my hair getting ready to pose Uh, yeah, and then there's Miss Marvel, which is super cool because we got like the Hulk glove, but painted it so it matched my skin color. It looked like the hand was embiggened. I got to talk to the um, the voice of Miss Marvel in the Marvel Rising, which was really cool. I got to see that panel at New York Comic Con. I have her scarf. I have her, her scarf, and it's signed by one of the creators. So it's just yeah i think all of them just have their own things vivi which is my own character lando calrissian's daughter that was super cool because i got like i got to make up my own character got like special earrings Backstory and everything yeah i had like i 
I came up with this whole, like we came up with this whole story that, you know, Lando was her dad. And then I have like a Mandalorian mom and I have like the Mandalorian symbol on my, I don't know what to call it, my thing, <laughs> my shoulder thing. The weird scarf flap that we added on there just to, yeah. I don't have a name, that's not a yeah. garment name, but it's something. <laughs> but yeah, and then I have like, yeah, she's a Mandalorian and it's like, I have like this British accent and they give us like, my mom's a Mandalorian, mate. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was super fun. But, 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 but I, didn't, I haven't said this to you, but it's always in the back of my head. This was, this was in, I think this was, this was, when was, when, when was um, Vivi? Vivi was, had to be like 20, 2017. Yeah, something like that. This was before the Mandalorian came out. Yeah, it's before Mandalorian came out. I think it was 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's before the, whatever that, Silly's last movie was called Sky, The Rise of the Skywalker something, or whatever it's called. Before that, it's before that and before Mandalorian and the Mandalorian bringing Mandalorians to the forefront. And in Rise of Skywalker, that Jaina girl is supposed to be Lando's daughter. So is this the two elements of her of her character? This 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 skyrocketed after that, right? I I told her, like that's the Ainara bump, you know. They just yeah. really bring it back <laughs> to the forefront. But I inspired them. <laughs> Fair cost. I, I I have to agree with you that Fresh Prince is probably, <laughs> it's probably favorite, and it is probably by a fraction the most popular. And I like it because we 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 wore it a lot, so we wore it. We wore, I think we wore it to March Comic Con, we wore it to New York Comic Con, we wore it to a Fan Expo, we, we wore it to a Niagara Comic Con, and there's different Hillary's because she grows all of this stuff. And he doesn't and grow it's all, it's, it's all a different a different experience, you know? I'm, I'm done growing, so. <laughs> all a different experience. People like, Niagara Falls Comic Con is a real retro Comic Con, right? All their, their things that are there are like, come and see the Jukes of Hazard car, the, the the helicopter from the 60s batman and um the ghostbusters mobile you know it's very, very like that's the target demographic so the fresh prince killed there and fresh prince, alfonso. yeah we got we met alfonso Ribeiro there and she stayed in character the whole time she's like you know like talking to him and giving him giving him her business card and walking away i have a video i have a video of that that she, he's like, okay. She doesn't give him the business card and said, and left, right? And he's like, okay. And then I, I said hello to him and stuff. We met Hillary. Oh, yeah. We met Hillary, we met and, Hillary Ashley and Ashley at Hamilton Comic Con. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know? Yeah. Fresh Prince is definitely a, 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 a number one. And I like Ezekiel as well. Your dreads? Yeah, I like Ezekiel as well because it's a very powerful costume. I, 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 when I took it, when I took it to Niagara Comic Con, my friend that I took with me got annoyed by the amount of people that were like stopping us to take pictures because it was, it was getting to the point where it was unreasonable. Like people, people just run in front of me as I was walking, like getting off of es Escalator and like kneel on the floor. Like my king, my liege, my liege, <laughs> where, where is Shiva? Like, I, I, was, where is Shiva? Where is Shiva? One time, I, I, Annika, I think you know. I think you know Alan, right? Alan Fresh. This, this, this. He's, he's a he's a super yes. tall, super tall black cosplayer from Toronto. He does um commission work. Yeah, yeah. He does Talon. Yeah. He does um what's his face? Signal. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He used to go with me and is to the point where somebody walked up to us and they were about to talk and he's like, She was not here. Right? <laughs> and the person's like, How do you know we're gonna ask that? He's like, I've heard it five hundred times already today. Right? So, yeah. so oh, yeah. it was good. And I and I got um I got some action figures from Walking Dead because they had a Walking Dead. It was like it was sponsored by Walking Dead that year, so I guess it was just good timing for me. That mm-hmm. like Comic Con was uh, sponsored by Walking Dead because they had a Walking Dead cosplay competition, and I won that with Ezekiel. So obviously, like like a dog, when I'm rewarded, it it, it, it has more intrinsic value than, yeah. than 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 the other cosplays. But I would say Ezekiel and Fresh Prince are probably my favorite my favorite ones mm-hmm. so far yeah. i love how you guys have the confidence to do that because people are always telling me to join those contests i'm like oh yeah nope nope this just take too long mm-hmm. like that's the thing your whole day is just gone I'm making a decision why am i lining up for an hour and then you gotta go on yeah. the stage and then uh what like you know it's not miss universe or anything like that. <laughs> exactly. you know, it takes mm-hmm. way too long for what it is right yeah, sometimes like the interactions at Comic Cons can be funny. Like how we said people were coming up to him when we did the Miles Morales cosplay, and he was um, the dad. What's his name? Davis or something. Yeah, when he was the dad, it was so fun because he had like the cop costume, right? And some some people thought he was like actually like one of those like you know like yeah, like, yeah the security people yeah. yeah. So like people would like clear the way of it. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was good, like a good, a good costume, a good yeah. costume. Nobody on the escalator wants to stand on the escalator and stuff like that. No. Hmm? Not just nodding at me like mm-hmm. hmm? <laughs> what why is why is young Muslim Rouse in custody? <laughs> what did she shoplift? Yeah, so that 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 was definitely really cool. Um, one of my favorite costumes that you guys have done was Moon Girl and the yeah. Dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Moon Girl and the Dinosaur are so fun. The hair, though, is probably the hardest part of that costume because her hair just sticks up, mm-hmm. right? I remember when it was New York Comic Con, I had like a bunch of different, like, different colored, like, like elastics. We tried everything. And like, <laughs> we tried everything to get that hair to like stay up. Like, I wrapped, like, I did one elastic, another elastic, another elastic, and just like ended up falling. So it just like it looked like a little, like, end like a coat hanger in my head. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's wire in there. That's unrealistic <laughs> here there. Yeah, but yeah, like the dinosaur costume and stuff. He he always like ends up taking it off, obviously, because it's like hard to walk in <laughs> through all of Comic Con. But it's it's really fun. I got to in New York. Wait, was it New York Comic Con that I got? Yeah, yeah. New York Comic Con. I got to meet the creators of it, which was wow. really cool. I got them i got them to sign our pictures and stuff so that that was also really cool i got a little figure and yeah moon girl's actually my first review on inara's bookshelf too so moon girl is definitely one of my she broke she broke the exclusive story at at the marvel uh, marvel rises panel because it was it was about marvel rises which one was it um Heart of Iron is what. Oh they, yeah, they, Heart they of were, Iron. They were, they were previewing Heart of Iron, and they had all the cast of Marvel Rising there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So Miss Marvel's voice was there, and they had a question and answer segment. So she came up and said, "Like, when are you guys going to add Moon Girl to to Marvel Rising? Why is she not in the crew? Right? Yeah. And that's when they revealed for the first time that they're working on an animated TV show, right? So then it was in a it was in a 
the actual actually I can't remember what his name is. I, I have I still have the email. The, one of the executive producers of, of Marvel Animation actually sent me the video of her asking the question, right? He's like, oh, she, she has some nerd knowledge here, right? Oh, I remember yeah. that, yeah. yeah. Said, email me, I'm like, you know, we can email to pitch stories here now. Like, what about this character? But mm -hmm. it was, it was, it it was, um, it's, it's, it's good, it's good interaction, good social skills, good, good, that, like, there's no, there's no, there's no, um, downside to comic-con at all except maybe like getting the flu but mm -hmm. other than that huh right, so I, I i'm curious to know before moving on since you all were both like vets in the cosplay game what's like one piece of advice you could give someone who is a new up-and-coming cosplayer to like kill their cosplay well i wouldn't say that i'm a vet so i'll let you go <laughs> first i'll let you go first and then i'll, I'll i would say that like just manage your expectations and like don't take it seriously like don't stress out about it like like don't don't think it's a competition don't don't get there don't get there in your um in your iron man costume and then as soon as you get there a hulkbuster walks past you and you're like jesus i wasted all my time on this iron man like it's it, it, like it's just for fun like people take it too seriously. See a lot of people stressing out about it. Just, just enjoy it. It's really the main advice, right? If you're not gonna enjoy it, don't, don't do it. Like, there's nobody making money from this. It's like, like two people. Hmm? Mm -hmm. So, just enjoy yourself. Yeah. Um. Well, that's good advice. <laughs> um. I was just gonna say, stay in character. So. Yeah. yeah, she don't break character from I don't, body. nope. Whenever somebody comes up and asks for a picture, mm. I'm like, yeah, and then I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Which pose do you want? I've got three choices here. <laughs> three. Yeah. yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> I, feel I, like, wish... I feel like a tip would be to do something a little different. So for example, everybody's Black Panther. Mm. So. If you're going to be Black Panther, do a different version. Or if you're going to do any kind of character, do a different version or bring up a, a prop. Yeah. Like if you're just going to if you're just going to like wear like a store-bought costume, make a prop to go with it to be like that certain Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make it like that's, original. That's that's Yeah. That's the It's always the extra element that adds the extra factor to it cuz we as I told you we did we did um Fresh Prince like 99 times, mm -hmm. but sometimes we had, I had my briefcase, sometimes I had speakers in my briefcase yeah. playing the theme song. Mm -hmm. well, even if people didn't see you visually, they would hear the theme song and look around, then they saw you. Yeah. Then, so it, it, it's just about, it's just about the extra elements and stuff like that. Like when we, when we did Miles and um, Officer Davis, we, um, we handed out flyers for, for the PDNY, right? That's, that's mm -hmm. his they had a fire with like bulletins and the bulletins were based on things that happened in like the show and stuff yeah it was almost so, like a, like a newspaper that, there was an ad for the coffee place that he makes the dad uh, joke about and party phone, stuff. <laughs> huh? yeah. phone party phone yeah. party right mm -hmm. so like it's just it, it like it's not about like just like coming in the iron man mask that opens up rah, rah, rah. Mm -hmm. like, like we have the internet we're exposed to that so like it's not like you know we say oh good job but people people do those type of costumes don't get the reaction from fans that they think they should get because they spent like 
2,000 work workman hours like in a forge making actual Iron Man suit, right? Yeah. But it's not that's not what people connect with. People connect with like the the human element to it. Like when I when I when I finally got a stuffed tiger, when they to stop them from asking where Shiva, people wanted to like hold Shiva and get in the picture with Shiva and that sort of stuff. It's just like, you know, just like think outside the box. It's not just the costume of the person. It's good advice too. Yeah. That's... I thought you were talking about Theo. No, 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 not Theo. No. <laughs> I was like, people were asking to hold Theo. <laughs> oh yeah, because he did that. Didn't he do that costume? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, if we're approaching like one of our, our, our close to our last questions, um, but one thing that because I acknowledge is that like the fandom is like really exciting to be able to like share experiences with the people that you're like you love and that you're with, and I think being able to see your relationship, even seeing how you both are talk ripped off of each other when it comes to your passion, is just amazing. Um, and it's just really cool to see a father and daughter celebrate superheroes and media the way you do. So with that, Anika, I'll throw this question over to you. Okay, so for Shani, what do you think it was like bringing up Ainara in the world that you grew up in? So like, I guess, introducing her to the things from your childhood or your teens? Well, like, like I um, I think it just helped, it just helps relationship building really, right? Like, 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 as you can see, like every time, every time I talk to you about something, I'm, I'm breaking it down into the, the the value to her as a person. But like the old days. <laughs> so, so like you know, like the time that we spend at Comic Con, like this, like not just the time at Comic Con, like preparing for it and that type of stuff is it's, it's just it's FaceTime. Like FaceTime is 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 is, is important, and like. At the Comic Con, you know, we go like we travel to New York, so we don't only just go to the Comic Con. We she went to the Statue of Liberty. She went and posed next to like Fearless Girl, stuff like that. Like she's just a, a new experience and that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of like, not a lot of like intrinsic things that happen. Like even like when I talk to her, like that that English lesson I gave her yesterday about Terra, Terra, and Terra. Like even when I'm trying to explain to her like things with her, her friends at school, her relationships and like things in movies, I can draw on direct references from things, you know, like, you know, you know, you know when Aang was too scared to do that, you know, or when somebody, mm -hmm. that, it's, it's the same, like but I have specific metaphors instead of using Jim and Tom and, 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 and abstract people. So, I mean, it's it's good to have shared interests. She branches off and and and, and she there's a lot of things that she watches that I don't watch like haiku. She watches some volleyball anime right now, and like she watched. Uh... Yes, thank you. <laughs> She's watching a skateboarding anime the other day that was super weird. But like, excuse me, huh? you were into it. He was all into I, it. He won't admit it, but he was he was like he's like wait, who's I don't this? Know, what I just happened? Know. I missed it. What's but going if it's on? on the TV and it's playing. And I'm watching, I need to know what happens at the end. I can't just be what type of monster would see two men like fighting in a in a, a skateboard race yeah. and get up and leave and not know how it ended. I wanna know who won that particular race. Oh yeah, that particular huh? race. He, I, I finished the show and he was like, You watch it without me? How dare you? <laughs> no, no, no. And I no, was no, like, no, wait no. a minute. I said, I said, my complaint was that she finished it. But then came and told me what happened. Like, don't whet my appetite with a with an episode. So you were planning on watching it then? I could potentially have grown to want to watch a skateboard, but I don't know what happens. 
my problem was with the spoilers. You can finish it because you start you started it without me. You can finish it without me. Fine. But <laughs> don't come and tell me what happened. Okay, okay. So Ainara, what is it like exploring your interests and passions with your dad? And what what role did your dad have in you getting those interests? Oh yeah. I think yeah. Me and my dad do we share a lot of interests and I think I get a lot of things I like from him sort of thing. You know, like anime is something that I really like and something that the choices of anime have influenced. You know, there's things like Haikyuu and you know that skateboarding anime that I sort of like picked up on my own. Um, but most of them Oh my gosh. And anytime some I pick weird, an anime, he's words, always like some words like slice of life animes that are like animal? what's it called? What's that show you called? We Which watched one? it there that you was watching the car and I was like rolling my eyes. Oh Toradora, Toradora, Toradora Dora or something like that. I don't know that one, but Food Wars <laughs> is weird, but it's good. <laughs> oh Food Wars, I can't watch that. I was going to, but yeah, that's also another reason why I'm like get most of my anime from him because I don't know which ones are good. Like there's Dr. Like Stone. Or there's like TV 14 ones on on like um Netflix. Netflix, but they but I like like Haikyuu, that's technically TV 14. But like they're playing volleyball. Like mm. like that's it. They're just playing volleyball. Yeah, it's it's, it's hit and miss, right? So I have to scout them. Yes. There's a TV 14 anime and then it'll just be all talking cats. And then there's TV 14 anime and like somebody's squeezing the boob and cutting off a head. I'm like, Yes, Whoa! that's anime. There's a wide, there's a wide <laughs> range. There's a wide range, right? So mm -hmm. like certain animes that I've watched before that are like TV 14 or TV MA, I can say, okay, you can watch it with me if you have any questions, whatever, whatever. Cause I know the extent that the violence gets, right? I know mm -hmm. it's not. Mm -hmm super gory like if it's a one slice and, and then it switches to your view and your eye is just like your vision <laughs> attack on titan it's different from yeah exactly attack on titan <laughs> is a no it's a hard no but like you know like um seraph of the end has the, the like some vampirism in it and that type of stuff and it's mild at best so like the, the, and it's vampires mm -hmm. so that's what they do there's only like like a necessary amount of it <laughs> Um, they wouldn't be ones to waste said blood. Yeah, true. Good exactly. point. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I think that I get a lot of recommendations from him, and like 9.9 .9 times out of 10, I will like love the anime. There's some animes that I've started that like I didn't really like watch, that he kind of it was like he didn't even really give it a chance, which is like, yeah, like I started watching Gundam Seed, oh my gosh. and I was very confused. She was, she was on her phone. I was not! I was watching it, but it didn't make how, any sense! How are you on your phone in the first episode of a sci-fi anime? You're gonna get information dump. <laughs> Set up that whole universe in first 15 minutes. And you're like, and you're like, oh, so I mean, what exactly is it? What exactly is calling me? Like they just I, told you! I feel like Ainara is me, because that's me. <laughs> And then there's another one. What was it? Oh yeah, he wanted me to watch Sinbad, but I wasn't. I wasn't really. I started watching Maggie, but I just didn't finish. I don't know. I didn't like. I, I think she's just confused. Wait, I'm confused. Sinbad, as in like the comedian that show? No, 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 no. No. no there's an anime named Sinbad. Yeah. Yeah. What? The spinoff of the Maggie, but she watched like. 
watched like, a couple episodes of Maggie and it wasn't you know, that. You know, like, every anime has those episodes that you'd be embarrassed if somebody walked in the room. Like, is a side story, <laughs> ridiculous flashback about when he lost his hot dog, or for some reason they're chasing a cat around the school for the whole episode? Exactly. You you like Lelouch, right? That was you I like, made me cry. That was the first yeah. anime that made me cry. Amazing. Yeah, you yeah, like Lelouch. But if you only watch that episode where they're chasing the cat to get back the helmet, you were like, what is this madness? Right? But yeah, so anyways, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely influenced my interest a lot. And of course, there's like some, I actually, sometimes I give him shows to watch, like mm-hmm. shows like that aren't as like nerdy, like Alexa and Katie, for example. Mm-hmm. He like, yeah, like Alexa and Katie Netflix, so, Netflix show. Um, yeah, he was into that. But yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I remember the first time I was about to watch an anime and my dad was like, do you want to watch a ninja show or a pirate show? The <laughs> life choice. <laughs> One piece, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> Turn a point in your life. Yeah, and I picked I picked ninja, which of course Naruto. I'm the Naruto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good so, choice. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was like, um, I guess let's just go with ninja. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so then I started watching that, and then you know the rest is history. history. <laughs> And mm-hmm. yeah, here I am. I've got a bunch of posters in my room, mm-hmm. a Funko collection. So yeah, I, I've got my Luffy lamp over here that he's blocking. But yeah, there it is. It's like one of those, those like see-through ones. The light ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's definitely helped me to like, he's definitely sparked my interest. And sometimes I like, go off on my own and try new things and we also get to like watch the shows together most of them he's re-watching which sometimes and like we, start, we started watching my hero academia we, we watched my hero academia together mm-hmm. and then he went and i was waiting for the animation to come out and he went and he read all the manga so he okay. knows everything that's gonna happen okay. and i was like can okay. you at least let me get okay. the manga i don't have okay. access to this how do i get it okay. that's not fair that's okay. not a good move, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank that's you. cold. That's cold. If the rules that are played to the skateboarding show are held up, that she can finish watching it without me, if she started it without me, I was reading the manga before the before my hero was even animated, so I should be able to continue reading my no. week, my weekly no. my weekly books without 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 you know what i mean like that doesn't make any sense but mm. it's not like you were like in the middle of like reading it or watching it and i was like just like peeped my head and we started it from the beginning yeah. together the and then he exactly we started from we the beginning started together anime from the beginning and then we, and went we still on and watch we, every episode together and we finished it and That's... then you went on and you went everything else but i was so you already know what's ahead happen. of it <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. I was already ahead of the animation. Okay, the first day we watched My Hero, the anime, I already was ahead. From the very beginning, I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> She's not happening. Nothing has changed. In his defense, no. I can't imagine not knowing what's happening if I had like already started to read it. Oh my God. Even though I'm behind on the anime. Man, well, for most of the animes, he's like rewatching it, 
um, with me, which is sometimes can be annoying because he like already knows what's gonna happen. And he's like, oh, wait, wait, wait for this, wait for this. Make, One of those. <laughs> you know, One make, of those. You watch this part. I'm very spoiler sensitive. Oh yeah, sure. Mm. He, he gave me, he's, like I said, he's reading the My if, Hero if, manga. If you're on your phone, and somebody's about to do something cool. Yeah, I can't tell you not to miss it. Like, like you can say, like, if I knew Naruto's gonna come in and like smash the one guy with one punch now, you were like looking in the opposite direction. I'm gonna make you aware of it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, he's reading the My Hero. It, it's a he service. Told, he, he's reading the My Hero manga and he's like, somebody died. And I was like, <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> but, it's inevitable that but, somebody's gonna die, right? No, didn't who say, died? I'm not saying who died, but you told me exactly who oh, died. Oh, 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 and I was no. like... Objection. I asked you if you wanted to know. And you said, I don't care. Let me hear it. I didn't know you no. were going to tell me somebody died. Oh, I, I give you, you... I said, something big happened in My Hero. Do you want to know? And you said, yes, I don't care. So if it's something big, so that, that qualifies. I thought it was gonna be like Midoriya unlocked a new part of his quirk or somebody leveled <laughs> up to extreme lengths. Mm. I didn't know somebody was gonna die. Like, geez, you gonna warned me. I needed two level let me two levels of disclaimers. One being, do you wanna know something? <laughs> Someone died, do you wanna know who? And then you accept. You just dived in. That's that was reckless. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, for most of the time it's great. I'm really into dubbed anime but the thing is he told me to watch subbed and then i watched dubbed and i asked to put on the subtitles also so i watched dubbed with subtitles that's weird you're a weird person that's That's not weird i watch everything with subtitles (laughs) because like i feel like the subs like rarely like match up that's what makes it fun like she wants to read and watch what's the issue okay (laughs) fine okay fine it's like easier because you understand sometimes I'm like not sure who's talking because I'm so focused on the words instead of who's saying the words. So if I have the people, you know, who are in the like, it's just easier. Okay, I get you. I get you. I love Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so we have lots of shared interests and he he shares most of my interests, I guess. He like gives me my interests basically. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, thank you. So to wrap up, one last thing we wanted to do is, Anara, we know that you are a plethora of knowledge when it comes to books, when it comes to TV, when it comes to the anime. So we have set up a speed round of questions for you to dive into. So what will happen is with all these just rapid fire to get to know some of the things that are your favorite. And with this, um, answer, you don't feel, feel feel free to just answer, but if you want to give us like context as well, feel free to, but it's just rapid fire off the top of the head. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, sometimes I might say the wrong answer and not what I mean to say. So <laughs> just letting you know before we start. Okay, all right. <laughs> Sounds good, you can always undo, it's all okay. good. All right, here we go. We're starting off in three, two, one. All right, in books, would you prefer dog ear page markers or bookmarks? Bookmarks. Mm, do you prefer ebooks or physical books? Ebooks. Hardcover or paperback? Uh, hardcover. 
would you rather have a book's ending spoiled for you or never know the ending? Spoiled. <laughs> Ooh. Would you rather read only one genre for the rest of your life or read any and all genres except for your all time favorite genre? Favorite genre. Okay. Would you rather be able to read one book a year for the rest of your life or be able to read through a hundred books this year but never touch a book again? Uh, one book every year? <laughs> hey, would you rather only be allowed to read new releases or only allow be allowed to read classics? New releases. Mm. Would you rather live in your favorite book but the main character hates you or your favorite book character is real, but they're very annoying. Uh, probably inside of the book. Mm. Because, you know, like, I'm I'm getting, I probably, I'm probably thinking, I think Amari and the Night Brothers. And like, if Amari was annoying, like, she's not an annoying person. So like, if she annoyed me, I'd like, it's not really her. <laughs> but like, I'd understand, like, depending on who I am in the story, I'd understand why she'd hate me. Like if I was a bad guy, like if she hated me, I'd be cool. Yeah. With that, you know? You're yourself yeah. though. Huh? You're yourself. True. <laughs> well, like if I was part of like the bad side, because she wouldn't hate me if I was like a good guy. So if she if I was like on the bad side and she hated me, then I guess like I'd be like, oh cool, we'll be like that rival, you know, that rivalry. That's how mm. the rivalry. Mm. I'd be cool with that. Cool with wow, that. you thought through that. That was really impressed how how much you thought about that. <laughs> All right. Would you rather a series you love? stops being published after a major cliffhanger or or an author you love starts writing in a genre that you don't like Ooh, author writing in a drama that i don't like mm, okay would you rather be in charge of deciding how your favorite book series ends or your favorite authors or deciding how your favorite author's next book starts how it ends, how my favorite series ends. For sure. Ooh, I want to tell me more about this. Why? <laughs> I, because I wouldn't want to like, if is it like, am I starting the next book in the series or am They're I just starting their next, like they're just their other new book in a different world? Uh, hmm. I'm going to say either or. Yeah. Okay. Well, if it was for their own book that's like doesn't take place anything like that has nothing to do with like the actual series, then I'd be like, they can start it. I'll see where it goes. Right? We can see. We can let them let them do their thing, and we'll see where this story goes. But like, if you have your favorite series and you're like attached to characters, there's gonna be a way you want things to go. So I feel like they can have they can have their new book. They can like start their new book, do their own thing. But then you can have like your your people, your characters, and you can you can shape them. Like I'm reading a trilogy right now, and if I could do that, I would. I have it in my mind where I want it to go, but I know it's not going to go that way. Guys, so. uh, <laughs> nice. all right now, favorite anime of all time. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, you're not going there. All time. Uh, there's One Piece. There's, there's Sword Art Online, which is like, I think, Sword Art Online or One Piece, I think. Okay, we'll, we'll lock those two in. That's fine. You didn't see a lot, so I'm very confident in them, though. Yeah, like, 
Okay, lock them in. All right, my last question. If you had a book club and you got to choose three anime characters that you could bring along with your book club and they're going to be there reading books with you, who are you bringing? All right, I'm bringing... Okay, are they supposed to like, are they supposed to like books? Like, are they going to be... Imagine come to your book club like your homie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can either get them into reading, or you know they're gonna contribute a lot of great knowledge and great stuff. You're gonna be putting them on authors potentially. World's your oyster. <laughs> okay, I will get them. Okay, if I'm if like they're actually gonna be a part of it and like read it, even though their personality wouldn't. Every week, necessarily... every week they'll be there, locked in, ready to go. <laughs> okay, so Kirito, mm -hmm. because like he could bring lots of knowledge into there. Um. Hmm? Go on. Who'd you say? I didn't say nobody. That's not even crucial. Um Oh and give yeah. give the characters the, the character and also the anime that they're from. Okay. Uh Kirito started online. Uh I'm gonna say Luffy. Bring that like joy, that like funness. Luffy from One Piece. Uh and one more character. That's it. Um I think. Um uh, I'd say I was gonna say Bakugo, but I feel like Bakugo would not be fun at a book club. Um, you think Luffy would be fun at a book club? Yes. Oh God, he, he'd be so annoying. Oh. But like, if he was like actually like you into the book, food? Huh? if he was yeah. like, I mean, I'm cool with that. We can get some food, you know. Um, let's like, say Bakugo. If you give him the wrong series, doesn't like Yen, he's just gonna blow up books. I don't know if that's yeah, I know. A... so. Like, definitely not Bakugo. He's just gonna like destroy the place. Um. Kind of look at like Funkos and stuff around my room. <laughs> like inspiration. Um, I don't know. I need a third character. Give me a third character. Uh, I don't know. Who do you want to talk to? It's um, who you want to talk to, right? Obviously, um, even if they're bad, they're not going to do anything to you. They come to your book club. So, true. I don't know. Oh, you true. Just cried, bad guys. You just cried for that dude in the anime, like last Lelouch? week. Lelouch? No. I don't want. It's Kander. Oh, it's Kander! Oh! <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, let's go with, not Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Oh my god, no. <laughs> uh, let's go with Iskander. Hmm? Oh wait, Luffy and Iskander though? That's like a lot of like... Okay, too much! A lot of energy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's too much like, excitement. Oh. I feel like it's clashing them. Okay, so let's go. Can I add like another character then? I know you're pushing it right now, but we love you. <laughs> okay, because Kirito's like a pretty calm dude. So Kirito, we need the calm people. So Kirito, let's go with Zoro too. He's not going to be into the book club. He's going to get lost know. every time he tries to get to yeah, the book club. Yeah, he'll be like, what are we talking about? He probably won't be, he'll probably be, sleep, be sleeping, to be honest. But yeah, he'll be yeah. there. I get to talk to him. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Zoro from One Piece, Luffy from One Piece, and then Iskander from... Zero. All right, congratulations for lasting our speed round. Fantastic job. All right. I want to ask you one more question. Okay. I want to ask you one more question. I don't, just cause I just love your energy. So let's be straight up. You accomplished a lot as a 12 year old, you're killing it. So I want to know ideal world. What does the future of a, in our look like? Ooh, are you gonna answer this or am I gonna no, answer this? I, I, I'm waiting for the answer like everybody else. Oh geez. <laughs> uh, what does the future look like? Well, I guess you can I guess you can only hope for the best, but um 
I hope in the future that project that I said we can't talk about because it's so exciting. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. hope that that gets a lot of, you know, positive feedback and that grows. Um, I also just hope that I get my message to spread out to more people and I'm able to go farther, you know, with COVID right now. Um, I've only had my bookstagram during COVID, so I don't know what it's like if, you know, we would be in person. So I really hope that once we do get out of like Zoom meetings all the time, that I'll be able to go places and talk to people that I wouldn't be able to, that I aren't able to talk, that I'm not able to talk to right now and just go when, yeah, just mainly just spread it farther. Help, you know, my school area right now. I haven't been to school yet since like closed last year. So I hope that I can work hard to impact my school as well. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. So with that, uh, before wrapping up, uh, we just want to acknowledge you both for coming in today, for your time, for your passion, for your energy, Ainara, mm -hmm. for all the amazing things that you're doing for the community to letting, letting folks interested into reading. And also uh, that father, for you being able to be the support. Uh, that hurt. <laughs> Right? Oh my God! Right? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> uh, but for you be able to place that foundation and also like speaking as a black male as well, one thing I've always, I, I admire when it comes to like fathering, being able to bring in your children into your passions as well, creating that space uh, mm -hmm. for them. Um, it's very inspiring. So thank you both for your time and just sharing uh, your insights, your energy and your passions with us today. Thank you guys. No, thank you. thank you so much for having us. This has been so fun. I was a little nervous <laughs> at first, but it was really cool. Uh, but one thing, one last thing before we wrap up as well is we know that we have a summer reading camp that you're going to be doing. Uh, do you want to tell folks a bit more about that? Well, I'm going to, I'm working with Hamilton Public Library as new librarian residence. And we are going to be doing a little book club with limited sports because, you know, you got to give away the books and stuff. Um, I'm not too sure how much I can say about it, but the, the book. Oh, yeah. OK, so we will be doing Becoming Adapted for Young Readers by Michelle Obama. So it's going to be super fun. We have lots of fun activities planned out. So, yes. And more information, more information will be on my Instagram. So, yeah. So, yeah, check it out. And yeah, with that. Yeah. We'll plug your Instagram. Tell yeah. people where we can find you. <laughs> yes. Uh, at Inara's Bookshelf on Instagram. Also, Twitter and Facebook. All right. But with that, thank you, everybody, for tuning into the Melanie Marvels podcast. Anika, let them know where they can follow us. Y'all can follow us on social media at The Melanin Marvels on Instagram, TikTok, which we don't really keep up with, but yeah, <laughs> those two. <laughs> All right. So with that, take care, everybody, and stay Melanie. Interested in continuing the conversation? Feel free to add us on at The Melanin Marvels on Instagram.